we're back again and I'm very sleepy. <laughs> sleepy, we just ate. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> we will try to get this on the first try instead of take three, like the last two, two things. Times. Yeah, it would really be fun to get it on the first try. Or at least the second. Yeah. Just please God, not the third. <laughs> Also, talking about episode two, I have found out by watching the drama that I accidentally said some wrong facts, so I would like to begin by clearing myself. So, in the first, sorry, second episode, you probably heard us talking about the origins of the healer name, and while the fact that one of the five friends he was healer before the current healer, and the name was there before that heal. Uh, well, before our current healer became healer, uh, it was inspired by that uh, illegal broadcast by those five friends that we've talked about. So it was called Healer, and so one of the friends became healer. Yeah, and then our main lead became healer. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. I'm not gonna be speaking, <laughs> and I'm making a podcast. <laughs> Well, you're gonna need to learn. So, I guess without further ado... Let's jump into the seventh episode? Yeah, episode seven. So, it starts at Healer's apartment, where he's calmly sleeping, and guess who wakes him up, if not Minja. She's like, okay, snap snap, wakey wakey, I just sent you a fax, it's plane tickets, boarding is at noon, you need to get out of here, your teacher told you to go to Australia and lay low for a year. And Healer is like, the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> also, we need to mark our content as explicit because we swear. Uh, okay, do that. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Okay, so, and he's like, no, I just found out that President Kim is the one who ordered, uh, like, everything, who's behind the murder of his client. But the teacher goes like, no, 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 I'm gonna talk with President Kim. You don't need to worry about it. I'll do it. And he's like, uh-uh, No. <laughs> And Minji's like, you said three days. You'll give it three days and then you'll get out of there. It's been three days. And he's like, no. Yeah, like that. <laughs> I'm still gonna stay there and gonna investigate this further. Minja gets so pissed, she actually slips up and she calls him by his name instead of healer. Yeah. Which gets him a bit angry. Especially since he doesn't know her real name and she knows his and blah, blah, blah. Well, actually, Minja is her real name. Well, okay. But he doesn't know He doesn't know it it's... Is. He thinks it's a fake name. Yeah. Okay, then. And uh, you know how we have me calling our main lead Kitty at all times? I'm not the only one! <laughs> Ninja calls him Poop Cat, which is close enough. Poopy yeah. Kitty. And basically, Healer is just very mad about everything and anything the teacher told him to do. He just wants to do the opposite, like... You tell me not to talk to President Kim, I'm gonna talk to him today. <laughs> you want me to go to Australia? Nah, I'm staying. Yeah. Also, I think a big reason for that was Changshin. Youngshin. Yeah, I said that. Ah, Changshin. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> Changshin. Okay. So we see him like going to his work, where he works uh, with Changshin at the broadcasting studio. 
Something news. Yeah. And he's like, has this inner monologue, like, I feel that there's a trap that's gonna close and at the very least, quotation marks, break an ankle, like, for an animal. So it's a dangerous trap. But then he flashes back to Yongshin and there's, like, this cute montage and he goes and I'm like, oh, what, you in this deep. Yeah, he's, like, whipped, whipped. <laughs> yeah. And he's not the only one, except she doesn't realize who exactly it is. Yeah, um... Currently, I'm a little bit of ahead because I'm on a break and I have time. And you've also seen the full drama before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've also seen the drama before. But, like, I can't wait for the moment she finds out that he's actually healer. Which... Ah, uh, no. Why? My goal I is... want to be surprised when I see it. I mean, we both know that she's going to find out. Yeah. I just want to be surprised when. And also, I have a theory. Well, not a theory, more like a wish how I want it to happen. Tell me and I'll tell you if it It's going to be later in the episode. But I want to hear now or talk about well, it Well, it sucks now. to be you. No, tell me now. No, I'll tell you later. I hate you. No, you don't. <laughs> Sometimes. Like right now, tell me. No. So basically, he walks into the <laughs> studio... Uh, and he's waiting for the elevator. He sees very clearly that Yongshin is sneaking up behind him, but still acts scared when she surprises him. Yeah, because normal people wouldn't see her. I would be scared. Yeah, you would. Also, she, he, he, didn't, he saw her reflection. Normal people might see that. You wouldn't. Oh, why? Am I not a normal person? <laughs> Since when were you normal? I don't know. Maybe for two years when I was born. <laughs> Before life fucked you up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so basically, this meeting is observed by someone, and that someone is a janitor. You know, just a casual janitor. Yeah, I'm definitely not like the teacher. Or yeah, anything. no, no, no. And he's definitely not talking to Minja. Yeah, and just you and, know, a normal janitor. Yeah, and not being a perv at all. Like talking about the body of the girl, and she's like, "Oh, she's too good for a healer." But you know, you know. An older person, an older, wiser person, yeah, that would be good for her. All, for her. Yeah, I was like, I was like, curb hey, alert. You need to stay in your lane. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Just stop. Exactly. Okay. Ninja basically says it again. Oh yeah. So uh, Yongshan goes in, and Muno's like waiting for her, and goes like, "Do you know what time it is?" She's like, "Uh, eight a.m." She's like, "Yeah." Call your home, tell them you won't be back for a few days. So, we move on a little bit. Like, there's this little thing interrupted uh, into the broadcasting thing, uh, where President Kim is talking to his secretary, and we find out that the secretary was sent to him by the elder. Yes. Yeah, and basically he's questioning the secretary, like... Is your first still the elder, or after 22 years with me, am I your first? Like, who will you listen to? Like, who, who will you side with? And that leads me to think that things, and also, like, later things in the episodes, he's not as uh, complacent with elder as maybe some people think. Like, I think he, like, has his horns, and, like, he's ready to fight for himself and not just listen to the elder. Kim and Chick? Yeah. President Kim. We call him on the podcast. Yeah, President Kim. Yeah, he's he's kind of... I don't know if you've seen this yet, but, like, Elder admits that 
after the elder Munchik is the best one. Not, I'm not sure if it's after him, but he did say that from everyone that I have under me, you're the yeah. best. Yeah, he does say so. I think maybe he's kind of hoping that if push comes to shove, he can take over elder spot. Like if the elder, for some reason, poof. <laughs> poof. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, do you mean that... <laughs> do you mean that Munchik hopes for that or the elder hopes for that? Because the Munchik. elder... I think the elder hopes for that. Munchik, he's he no. doesn't really. I think I think the elder may want him to take over one day when he's like died of natural causes, but Munchik may be hoping that the elder will go away sooner than that. No, no, oh. no. Okay, he's fine before he is. Okay, which is actually surprising. I honestly don't really think he's that bad of a person. <laughs> well, I mean, he's yeah. bad, but. I have my doubts about him. I mean, he's an undeniably bad, like, you obviously see he is, and he's not afraid to even commit murder and things like that. Well, but, yeah, but he does have a conscience. Yeah, exactly. That. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, we jump back in to Yongshin having a bit of a panic attack in the recording, not in the broadcasting studio. Uh, healer helps her through this. He gives her two pills. Yeah. Which only the, like, night care healer knows about because he saved her one time. But he gives her two pills. She, like, calms down. She tells, like, she got this panic because everything is just too much. He's been having trouble sleeping, you know, like, thinking about everything that happened with Wang, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And stuff like that. And he kind of brings up her and Muno's possible connection. Like, when she's come down, he's like, don't you think it feels like he came here for you? Like, is that possible? And she's like, no, 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 no way. (laughs) When in fact, he did come for her. Yeah, and then they even talk more about her unrequited love with Healer while she's talking to it. To Healer... (laughs) It's just, yeah. This happens a lot, by the way. Like, her swooning over Healer and how he definitely doesn't like me and I feel so sad to mother peeping Healer. Who definitely likes her. Who definitely <laughs> likes her. And yeah, and like, right when she's going out the door, she's like, turns back and says like, uh, how did you know to give me two pills? Like, where did that come from? And he's like, oh, oh, well, you know, don't people usually take two pills for, like, two pills? Like, when they take medicine, they take two pills? Like, so smooth. So yeah. smooth. And I don't even think he was acting as Bong So I think he was just healer being healer. Yeah. Honestly, like this, this might have been believable, but some other things that you haven't seen yet, <laughs> I'm really surprised how Changshan buys it. Because, like, it's pretty unbelievable. <laughs> I would be like, the fuck mm-hmm. you're saying, man? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then we move to President Kim having a meeting with Min Jae, which is Muno's... Well, she used to be Muno's boss yes. from the past broadcasting studio. And basically, he wants to talk about his brother, because Muno is his brother, if you have forgotten. Uh, and, like, 
do you know why he resigned? What pushed him to do this? And she talks about um, there being a first woman in Muna's life who he still feels adept to. And she like wants to find out more about that woman. Uh, President Kim is a bit confused because I don't think he had any serious relationship. And we know that he's talking about Jian. He feels guilty about losing her. Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty sure Minje thinks it was a girlfriend. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she does. Yeah, and she also talks about Yongshin. Like, she mentions her by name that Muno went to this broadcasting studio specifically for this report reporter, Che Yongshin, and that he feels like that by being and bringing her up to be a greater reporter, uh, he can repeat that doubt he feels to the first woman. Yeah. It's kind of funny because you know she is the first woman. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, basically, President Kim now knows that Youngshin is involved, like in something deeper. So he wants to investigate her, and he kind of suspicious because he specifically asks to for his secretary to investigate if she was adopted, at what age, yeah. and everything. And again, we go back to the broadcasting studio where things are getting in action. Muno is working hard, assigning positions, working on everything. Uh, he basically wants uh, to take Youngshin with him to basically like, practice, I guess. Uh, and uh, Healer, he sends to go through bars and look for the specific bar where uh, Huang often goes to. Like, to gather information about him. And he kind of spli uh, splits them up, you know, like, they do, even though both Healer and Youngshin go, like, oh, no, 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 like, he's a complete newbie, like, I need to be with him. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> that was so funny. And then Mono kind of put his head on Youngshin's head, like, he has this habit of, like, leading her by the head. Yeah, which is, like... Weird. <laughs> yeah, kind of weird, but I think it's like from when she was younger. Yeah, it's kind of brotherly action. Yeah, and Healer like kept trying to split them up, so like he went through them, went back, <laughs> went through them again, stopped them, asked for a phone number, which he asked for a phone number from Muno, and then sent him a text just to for Minja to invade his phone. Yeah, and also the kitty was Haiki jealous. Haiki, Haiki jelly kitty. Tell the kitty. Tell the yes. kitty. Where is your kitty? My kitty is angry at me. Can I bring your kitty? No. Why? Because she'll just leave again and you're gonna cause extra noise. You can have her later. You're still gonna be here for a while since I need to do your nails. And we're watching Parasite. And we're watching Parasite while I'm doing your nails. Yeah. <laughs> Multitasking. Okay. So, uh, Healer talks uh, to Minja. He's still angry at teacher, but he basically asks Minja to look into the bars a little bit. And also to trace what Mono is doing. Because, you know, he just sent the text. Like, he just invaded yeah. his phone. Uh, he goes out, gets a ride with Minion, the delivery, the delivery lady. Uh, where we get a shirt alert at 20.05, episode 5, 7. <laughs> <laughs> at 2005 episode 7 because he's changing in the backseat 
By the way, Minion is hella distracted by this, which... Honestly, wouldn't you be? <laughs> hella. As he's in the car uh, with Minion, Minja says, that, Hey, this phone that I just hacked, this is the client who was asking for the DNA. Like, they didn't know that until now. Um, well, they were suspicious of it, but they didn't know. Yeah. And as of that morning from the same client, they got another request. And we've talked about it in episode one of the podcast, which basically is uh, to protect Yongshin, especially from Moonchik and Double S Group. Moonchik is President Kim. Yeah. I did good. <laughs> that didn't look good. My knee. Ow. Okay, it's fine. I'm fine. Maybe. So, since we're talking about Muno, what he's doing at this time, you ask? And what is he doing at this time? <laughs> that took a while. <laughs> you were just staring out of the window, like, so confused. Okay. Uh, he is teaching uh, Yongshen how to interview people. Yeah, and she's not really good at that. Yeah, I mean, she's been working in entertainment a lot. It's not like that as sensitive of a topic, I guess. And they have this whole d- discussion about what is it laughable that she is an entertainment reporter and he's a political one. Like, does he have a right to look down on her? And she's like, you know what news people check when they wake up? Entertainment news. People don't know who our politic leaders are. They know the idols, though, which Aiki can relate. <laughs> yeah, same. I know idols of a foreign country, but I don't know my own country leaders. So but honestly, our country leaders are kind of asses, so... Well, some of them, not all of them. I'm gonna put my legs on you. No, you didn't let Revenge. Me. But you didn't let Revenge. Me. You didn't let My me. house, I fed you. Fuck. I fed you. <laughs> These are fresh socks. I'm gonna tickle you. No, you won't. Stop! <laughs> you did this. This I let you do. I let you put the legs on the chair. Well, I'm not gonna move. Okay, where did I stop? Oh, yeah. And we find out that the reason he's doing this interview exercise is because he wants to send her. I'm salty. Good for you. It's because he wants to... Stop <laughs> Please stop. Just let me put my leg there. You know my knee hurts. No, I don't. Why does your knee hurt? Because I kept my leg bent and now my knee hurts. Okay. <laughs> so, the reason uh, he wants to send her to... Well, fuck. The reason he... <laughs> wants to teach her how to interview is because he wants to send her to the candidates. Yeah. Uh, like, formal candidacy speech. Okay, this is gonna get confusing because he kept calling him, like, mayor candidate, the one who abused Yanni and used her for sex things. Uh, but he hasn't officially announced that he's running to be the mayor. Hasn't he? No, he hasn't. It's been speculation. And now, like, they're getting ready for him to formally announce that he's running for mayor. And there's going to be a press conference, and they want to send her there. Like, to ask questions about this whole sex thing. Like, directly at him with all of these news agencies there. I see. So that's their plan. I see you're taking revenge. 
Okay. Okay. I'm not even touching you though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. No, you don't. I'm so, talk okay. about Yuni. Uh, she and uh, Yongshin's dad are talking in the law firm about how they're very lacking in evidence and how everything that they have is very like circumstantial and very weak like the case against her is much much stronger and the talk about the film again so once again it's mentioned as very important the film where uh, what the film that they used to blackmail her into doing yeah. what she did and they basically decide that this isn't safe for her, like, those two can't, those two meaning the dad and the barista, who's an ex-con, uh, they can't protect her, especially since Youngshin calls and says, like, no, you need to keep her extra safe because we're gonna interview her. And they go, you know what, let's call some reinforcements, so hero thugs arrive, uh, because we mentioned in episode one, uh, Youngshin's dad keeps very close in touch with the people who he represented in court and even if they did get sentenced he after they get out of jail gives them a place to work help, helps them get on their feet and basically all of them feel very much in debt to him yeah so yeah then we see healer's amazing plan which actually works to get into huang's apartment basically minion wearing sunglasses and like a hat so they don't even see that it's a girl Drives up in a car, stops right next to the guys guarding the entrance, drops a water gun out of the car, which reminds them that they were attacked by healer with water guns once. Yeah. And drives away. And most of the guys follow her. Yeah. They're not very smart, are they? No, they're not. Yeah. Which they should be, because, you know... Yeah, but they're not. <laughs> so I'll stick to them. Anyway, Healer uses this to sneak into uh, uh, Huang's building. He almost gets caught by a cleaning lady. He is hella sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky kitty. Uh, and goes straight to Huang. I love this episode. Oh, I yeah, this part. I was, was so, so happy. Yeah, so satisfying. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Huang dies. He does? Yeah, he does die. You said he doesn't die, he gets beat up. I forgot. Oh! He dies. And I know what episode you're on, so he... Actually... My neighbors, what are they doing? <laughs> I just hear banging. <laughs> okay, not that kind of banging. I know yeah. I'm here too. <laughs> In your house, I hear the same sounds. <laughs> Anyway, Healer, like, so nonchalantly, like, walks up to the table, takes an exacto knife. Oh, is that the painting you bought for 1.5 million dollars? Would be a shame if something happened to it, right? <laughs> so, why don't you tell me what bars you go to? Like, hashtag, he doesn't want to do the work, he just <laughs> goes directly to the source. And he goes for other things, too. Yeah. So like, tell me what bars you go to, and he's like, "What the? No, now I won't." So he rips <laughs> apart the painting. Yeah, but Chana's is a shame. The painting was good. 
and worth $1.5 million. I mean, if yeah. you don't want the painting, give it to me. Yeah, honestly, same. I can sell it on eBay for like a million dollars. Like, that's like a third of the price off. And I'm still gonna be rich. Honestly, I could sell it for even like half a million. That would be enough still. Well, half a million. Well, we can sell it for a million and split it. Yeah. Good. Don't rat us out. <laughs> <laughs> Someone want to give us the painting? Yeah. What? Should anyway. we go to Korea? <laughs> <laughs> the painting is destroyed. We just talked about it. I mean, it could be restored. Restoration is a thing, you know. Oh, yeah, but it's not going to be the same. Just tape it back together. No, like actual art I restoration. I know, I know, but <laughs> it would be hell expensive and we don't have the money. To restore it. Why are we seriously talking about this? Okay, let's go on. So yeah, Wang didn't want to talk about it. Even then. About what? Like what the bars, uh, what oh, bars yeah. go to and everything. Just didn't want to give him any more information. And he tried to get a, get a healer. Also. Yeah, which was a dumb move. A dumb move. And Healer meets him up. And I was hella happy. And I was cheering so loud. I even marked it on my page to mention it. I hurt my wrist out of joy. <laughs> I was cheering so hard. It's just like cracked and hurt for a while. It's fine now. But I was so happy that someone got beat up that I hurt my wrist. We're nice is... people, I promise. Karma. Hey, I'm a Slytherin. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I'm a nice person, I promise. You're a Ravenclaw. Yeah. You dress like a Ravenclaw today. She's sitting oh, in front yeah. of me with a blue sweater and an elder wand necklace. Ravenclaw. <laughs> I'm sitting here with dirty hair and I put training pants on yeah. and I change at least my pajama bottoms. I'm still wearing my pajama top underneath a hoodie. Yeah, I'm not surprised you always do that. Like, literally, always when I come over, you're still in your pajamas. No, it's just the second time out of three. It's the third. No. Yes. No, first time I came here, I was not wearing my pajamas. Yes, you were. No, I wasn't. I had a full face of makeup on. Oh, right. Yeah, you did. Sorry. <laughs> Rude. Which, honestly, full face of makeup and pajamas is also something I sometimes do. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? <laughs> I hope so. Anyway, Juan gets beat up. He tries to pay Healer off, which is another hella dumb move because Healer ain't about the money. Money, give me money, please. So, money. He refuses, of course, the paying off part. He gets the name of the bar. He threatens him about hitting women and says, like, don't you ever hit anyone again. Yeah, because you now you know that it, it hurts. hurts. <laughs> yeah. And he also wants the video. Yes. And Huang ain't smooth. He looks directly at where the safe is. Behind the destroyed painting, by the way. Yeah, so I mean, Hiller... it was pretty obvious anyways. Yeah. So Hiller, like gets into the safe, grabs the video, and yeets out of there. So yeah, Muna is still busy teaching Yongshin how to interview, and he's like constantly badgering her like, no, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, uh, you're not like captivating the attention of the person you're interviewing, at least throw a shoe at them <laughs> to yeah, get the attention. Yeah, that's actually very important. Because she throws a shoe later, probably. Well, not a shoe. Anyway, and he, after saying that throw a shoe, it gets a little bit of a flashback of him 
babysitting young Jian. She's probably around, what, five years old, I think. Something young. Something young. Because at five, she was found abandoned. Mm. So, probably yeah. four or five. Are you trying to understand your notes? I mean, I can read them. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what understanding means. Oh, hush. Okay, so President Kim... Now I'm cold. <laughs> Sucks to be you. I gave you a sweater. I hate you. I know. <laughs> we went from no you don't to... I know. <laughs> well, at this point I would hate myself too. Plot twist. I do. No. I actually love you. Please don't hate me. <laughs> I don't. We joke. It's fine. Uh, so President Kim finds out from his secretary that Huang's place was attacked and that the video was gone and he's like asking Huang what was in that video and he's like okay so there's this apartment when where they used to meet but it's just the living room them having a few drinks and President Kim goes like uh-uh uh, I know like this mayor candidate it's definitely not just having drinks. I know his dirty habits, meaning that probably stuff started in the living room too. Which, yeah, we find out pretty soon that it, the video is highly, highly incriminating. Even yeah. though it was just the living room and not the bedroom. <sighs> Disgusting people. Yeah. Then we go to President Kim being hella confusing again. Because, I mean, when he's around Myung-hee, his wife, he's always so caring yeah well i mean he genuinely loves her so. yeah and he's loved her for a very long time like we get a mini flashback of them sitting in uh his family's junkyard back yeah. when they had their illegal broadcast because it was their kind of home base and even then he liked her anyway after that little flashback we go back to Yangshin. uh she has been practicing you know like the interviewing she's been listening to interviews as an example she's dozing off as she gets a text message from healer hey come to the roof she's like on my way <laughs> immediately <laughs> and when she goes there there are arrows on the floor leading her to a hard drive and then she gets another text message saying this is a gift for you from huang's safe which is very nice and she goes like, I know you're here. You have to be here to make sure I get I get this. I'm going to cover my eyes. I just want to talk to you. And she ties her scarf around her eyes. And he does come to talk to her. Oh, wait. That's not the part. Yeah, it's going to be a bit later. I know what you're thinking, boo. Dang it. <laughs> and you'll have to see my notes of that moment. Because the notes are... Honestly, <laughs> remember when I was... I was telling you that K-Trauma's uh, first kisses are more exciting than mine was. This you was the drama. <laughs> you were talking about this drama? <laughs> yeah, I was talking about this drama. I didn't even know that. Okay. So, he does come to talk to her. And she keeps asking him questions, which he doesn't really give answers to. But she asks, were you the one who saved me in the alley? And, and were you the one who took my bag? Even before then. And the one who clipped my nails. And did you do that to do a DNA test? This girl's smart, by the way. Yeah, she was smart. 
And then after the DNA test, you looked after me. Why? And she goes, are you my dad? <laughs> While she has a crush on him. She has a whole crush on him. Daddy. No, but she does ask him, are you my biological father? If not, are you my brother? Touchy jet. Touchy, touchy hand holding. Yeah, she reaches out to touch him and he holds her hand, which is cute. Uh, and basically he doesn't say yes, but I'm pretty sure it's like strongly implied that implied it's strongly implied that no, I'm neither of those things. <laughs> yeah. And he leans to her and says, Didn't I tell you to not chase people fearlessly? Which also like gives her a confirmation that he was the one who took her back. Yeah, because that's when nails. he said this. Yeah. And he says, didn't I tell you to be careful uh, of who comes? Yeah. So he tells her, uh, don't go chasing people fearlessly. And be careful of people who come to you and are nice. Yeah, I think he's implying Mona. Or himself. Well, Not be careful, but I think that he's both implying Mona. And also telling her to, like, watch out. Because it was hella easy for him to sneak up to her. And yeah. I think a little part of him wants her to know that he's healer. I mean, obviously, he likes her, so... He likes her a lot. Okay. Next bullet point. Damn ninja classy. Because if it wasn't for her voice, I would not have recognized her. Basically, we see Minja for the first time out of her little cave... Meeting with teacher, and she looks bomb, like a kick-ass widow, you know? Yeah. Like someone who killed their husband, got away with it, and now is a rich bitch. Yeah, I told you she looks pretty when she's... She, she's she's definitely not ugly anyways, but like, damn. Yeah. Okay, so she, like I said, she meets teacher. They get to talking about when he was arrested. Yeah. And she likes goes, you were arrested and beat so that you would give up your friends. I think she's talking about the crew, it's safe to say. Yeah, she is talking about the crew. Yeah. And basically, he says, the only thing I was thinking of the whole time was if I stay quiet, the rest of the four of them, they can have a good life. Yeah, unfortunately, they didn't. Yeah, and after 11 years... He gets out, but two are dead, and one is paralyzed. And out of all four of them, only one is successful. Which is really suspicious, but he doesn't go after it. And Menjay is basically asking, why didn't you look into this? Because it is suspicious. Like, out of four people, three are very badly off, and one is hella successful. And he goes, do you think I would have been happy if I had known the truth? And Menjay's like... Be happy? Bitch! <laughs> this ain't about you being happy. But yeah, she looks a bit of, like, outraged about it. Yeah. Um, and he says that basically... But truth has faith. Like, a fate. Yeah, truth has fate. So this truth wants to come out. Because Jong-ho is now... Jong-ho is healer. He is now drawn to this. And he wants to figure it out. 
And there's a really nice quote that I liked, which uh, Minja goes, The end of truth can't only be happy. It can also be hell. Yeah. So that implies... not. I mean, we already knew that this the truth they're going after, it's not going to be a nice truth. Yeah. It's going to be sad. How much do you know about Chungo's father? Uh, these, we already talked about this last episode. Yeah, but I don't remember how much you know, because I know a lot more, obviously. Uh, they talked that he killed his friend, and then killed himself. Mm, okay. And then, I'm not sure if we talked about this before, but definitely later in these episodes we're talking about today, we find out who that friend was. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, we flash back in the middle of the night to Yongshin working. And she's opening up a can of a thing, like an energy drink or something. When her dad told Healer to not let her open cans, because whenever she does, she open, cuts her finger. I thought they meant, like, the cans where you need to use a can opener. You know, yeah. that are actually very sharp and kind of easy to cut your hands on. She was opening up a drink can. Like the one standing on this table right here. <laughs> and she somehow manages to cut her finger opening up a drink can. Yeah, I really want to know how. How do you even cut yourself with this? It's not sharp. Well, I mean, you when you open it, the inside of the opening is sharp. Yeah, but I mean, you don't even touch it. Yeah, she she cut her finger while opening, like when doing the part. Yeah, like magic. I mean, she's talented, I guess. Yeah. Also, I have to mention, she goes to the washing room to like put her finger under the uh, water. Bad quality fake blood. It does the blood blood doesn't go like that in water. It like stays in one place and just kind of slides off. Which blood plus water means. It looks like a lot of blood. It isn't a lot of blood, but it looks like it's running anywhere, everywhere. And never mind. <laughs> medicine student. Not medicine student. Just someone who's seen people bleed. Medicine student. <laughs> no, I have not seen people bleed in medicine. I work with dead bodies, not alive ones, for now. I mean, yeah, but how I blood? Well, one my group mate recently got a nosebleed <laughs> in the middle of a lab work. But you know, I don't think that someone who isn't a medicine student would just go, yeah, that's not how blood looks like. I think they would. Anyone who's been bleeding before in water knows. Like the time when I was washing my cat and she scratched to my leg, and it was just a shallow scratch, but it was bleeding, but my legs were wet because I was in the bath with her. She was very small at the time. And I brought her wrapped up with towels, like, to my mom, saying, oh, look, I bathed the cat. And my mom just freaked out because my whole leg was covered in blood from a scratch, like a shallow scratch. Well, me and I've been living on this year for 19 years. I've On this earth for 19 years. What did I say? On this year for 19 years. <laughs> You've been living on this earth for 19 years. You have blood and water and you still haven't noticed? I mean, that wasn't the first thing I thought about it. I was just like, yeah, that's Disappointing. Sorry, I'm it's not fine. a medicine student, like okay. someone. Shush. 
Okay, then we have a mandatory romantic memory montage where basically Healer is thinking about Yongshin and Yongshin is thinking about Healer and they're like remembering all of their encounters while romantic music plays in the background. Which was hella cute. <laughs> yeah. Just salty. Why? It's fine. Are you lonely? Yes. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. I can live through our main lead. It's fine. <clears throat> anyway, President Kim's library is hacked by Healer and Mincha. Well, duh. Not mostly by Mincha. Mm, yeah, but Healer sneaks in. Healer in the house, I have written here. Uh, he wants to know about Sung Chot, which is the client. The client, the, the dead one. Yeah, the dead client. Which, by the way, up to this point, we still don't know what he was transporting. Well, I know. I know, too, because now we find out. Oh. But until this moment, for seven episodes, because this is the very end of the seventh episode, we did not know. Okay. Uh, So, basically, he wants to know what happened to him. And to kind of encourage President Kim... (laughs) Encourage is such a nice word. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) To encourage him to... Tell him about it. He puts the videos that the client was transporting on the screens in the library. And the videos have a very, very clear image of the elder. (laughs) With some other influential people, I think. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) there was this very funny conversation where President Kim goes like, I thought Healer doesn't do stuff like this, like his clients are confidential and Healer never even looks at like the contents that he's transporting, nonetheless makes copies of them. And Healer goes like, you framed me for murder. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Well, not in those words, but I was like, seriously? He basically says, that's before I became a murderer. Well, quote-unquote murderer, because he didn't murder anything. Anyone. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, he says, you have three days. This boy loves three days. (laughs) Like, everything is three days. (laughs) Okay. He says, you have three days to get the real murderer to the police. Yes. Wanna know who will be the real murderer? I have a suspicion later, because it comes up. Okay. Okay. We talk about this. And I think episode 9. Hmm. You've probably seen a lot by now. Probably know a lot. I do. Like, boy, howdy. <laughs> okay. So, Healer's trying to sneak out of his office, and myung here fucking opens the door and stares directly at his face. And she goes, Junsok? Are you Junsok? And grabs his arm. Yeah. By the way, he was wearing his glasses that can turn into sunglasses, but they weren't in sunglass mode at the time. He quickly did put them in sunglass mode. But she could, got a good look at his full face before then. And the episode ends. If this was episode 6 and I needed to wait until we recorded to watch ahead three episodes more, I would have been so pissed. But thanks to me... Thanks to me? No. 
but good thing for me. Well, it's also kind of thanks to you because we first thought about making four episodes. And then you just had too many notes. No, I didn't watch four episodes. <laughs> I didn't have time to watch four yeah, episodes. Yeah, but you also had too many notes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Our podcast is already hella long with three episodes per episode. We were we were thinking of doing four, which honestly, <laughs> not no. happening. Well, so I think for the ending, we might have to have four episodes. Because uh, it's I think it's three and two. Like, the last two episodes will be oh, one. Yeah, 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 okay, sorry. I'm studying Korean to not study math. <laughs> <laughs> Such a mood. Are you okay? I almost spat. Uh, My mouth is full of saliva, what's going on? I think that's because I'm drinking cider. <laughs> anyway, episode 8. It starts right where we left off with Myung-hee... Well, not right where we left off. Because it's the next day. With Myung-hee planting cactuses. Cacti? I don't know. Anyway, but she like flashes back to last night. Uh, where she asks, are you Junsok? Which is Healer's dad, by the way. I don't think we said this. Yeah. Junsok is the name of Healer's dad. Uh, basically, Healer runs away. Kim stops her from following him. And he asks, are they really that similar? Because she goes on and on how he looks like uh, Junsok when he was 20. when he When he died, basically. But it can't be him because, well, he's dead. Yeah. And so, yeah. Now, I thought that President Kim has an idea of how Healer looks like. So I wrote, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, well, it is an uh-oh moment. Yeah. But when we come to the present day where she's planting cactuses, he comes in and says... Well, basically, they talk about what happened. And he says that that was a thief that broke in. And he came in right in time to stop him, and he was running away when Min he saw him. And he goes, are you sure they look that similar? And she goes, you know, I couldn't see his face because we were he was wearing dark glasses. He She also blames the medicine that she takes for her, uh, well, neurological condition. Yeah. And she says, you know, when I take my medicine, I'm practically dreaming even if I am awake. Like, she can see things easily. Which sounds like a total lie to me because she saw his face clearly. She was totally lying. Hey! I'm right! <laughs> because that was a guess of mine, that she's lying. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a spoiler. I don't know, maybe we've seen this far. But he comes into their house as... Oh, Healer. no, I haven't yet. Yeah, so he comes into their house. But I know he was planning to. Like, he talked about this plan. Well, as a possibility. <clears throat> it wasn't planned. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he he was forcefully dragged there. By his mom? No, by the secretary. <laughs> oh. It wasn't, oh. It wasn't, like, bad, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. But basically, <laughs> please stop doing that. It's so funny. But <laughs> I'm just looking at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you, you, you can't see our face. 
<laughs> Maybe I don't want to see my face if it's making me laugh that much. I'm sorry. Anyways, so basically, um, Kim and Shay, President Kim. <laughs> yeah, President Kim. They talked for a while, as you know, Moon Chick and Sajang Ah, mm -hmm. as the daughter of a friend and the friend. And then he invited uh, a, son. <laughs> son. <laughs> sorry, a son. A son of a friend. Yes, okay. I'm very sorry. A son of a friend and a friend, you know. And he invited Myung Hee to confirm that, you know, she's seen him before because he's suspicious. Because of reasons that you will see later. Um, but she lies to him. And she, you know, she's she pretends that she never saw him before. And, you know, she cries and all. But, yeah. Okay, so she was lying. Yeah. She's kind of suspicious at this point, too. Yeah, I would be, too. <laughs> it's hella shady. Um, anyway. Uh... President Kim wants to get uh, Jun Sok's wife's number, so Healer's mother's number. And she's like, oh, you know, maybe we shouldn't bother. Wait. Which one of them wants the number? Mingi. Oh, I thought it was President Kim because I didn't write down. <laughs> okay, so Mingi wants uh, Healer's mother's number because they used to be friends. We know that they had dinner at least once together. <laughs> Yeah, they actually were close, like, we talk about it later, I think you know that already. Uh, no, I don't. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. Wow. <laughs> Which also explains why she wanted to protect her son. Yeah, she was close with the mom. Yeah. Well, she was close with the father, too. Well, and the father, yeah, they were in the same news company. They Illegal broadcasts. Okay, well, duh, everyone was friends. They were like a group of five doing illegal broadcasts. You can't do that if you're not friends. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I have this note that she's suspecting something, which we already discussed about. Oh, and also, Kim asks her, like, hey, Jin Sok, right? Um, he had a son, didn't he? She's like, yeah. How old would he be? 28, similar to Jian. Hmm. What's his name? <laughs> so Jung Ha. So basically, President Kim not only suspects that Healer was the son of his friend, he now also knows the son's name. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, well, it's not that big of a uh-oh moment that you will find out. Who he is later, but I think oh, yeah, it's but hard. it's like a huge step forward. Yeah. Okay. Healer at this point is sitting right outside their window, actually, as this conversation is happening. I don't think he can hear it, but like he's looking at Myunghee. Uh and he's very angry at the teacher because he's again on a phone call with Minja. And he's like, the only reason teacher wants me on a plane is because he knows I'm getting close. Because this lady knows my dad, and on top of that, she has a picture of them. Yes. And basically, he was talking to Minja's, like, phone, but it was her answering machine, and someone picks up the phone. But it's not Minja. It's teacher. And tells him 
that, you know, that photo you keep talking about? There's a woman in the photo. She is that woman. And I know that's not going to be enough for you, so I want to meet up with you. Yeah. Uh, then there's basically, like, an inner turmoil in Healer's head where he goes to a lake to throw some rocks, and he basically has a monologue, inner monologue, about uh, how he hasn't cried since his mom left, he doesn't expect anything from humans anymore, uh, and he flashes back a bit to uh, his school days, I guess, where he used to get into fights, and... I have this note, like, <laughs> very big letters, asshole teachers piss me off. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because he's brought into the teacher's office, and, like, there's a very kind lady asking him, like, why did you get into this fight? Like, what happened? And there's this asshole teacher going, like, you know, he doesn't have a dad. His mom left. He lives with his grandma. He, do you think, there's no way he can be okay. You know, like, a, an okay, a normal kid. It's like, oh, why did your dad die so young? Was it an illness? And the teacher goes like, no, no, he, you know, no, he offed himself. And like, they're saying this and speaking about this in front of a child who is clearly not okay. Yeah, the teacher shouldn't be a teacher if she can't like kids. He can't. Oh, he is sorry if he yeah. can't like it. Because the lady was pretty kind. It's just that yeah. dude who was. Anyway. Uh, as he's brooding and being sad, Youngshin calls him and uh, asks, like, did you sleep? I know you had that assignment of going to bars. Like, did you go to bars all the night? Did you eat? And basically asks him, choose, east or west? Yeah, she does that often. Well, that's the first time. <laughs> well, she will do it again. He chooses these, by the way. I don't know if that's important. <laughs> Probably not. But hey, fun fact. Uh, basically, she's deciding how much to tell Mona about the hard drive. Does she tell that she got it from Healer? Does she even tell him at all that she, that she has the hard drive? And that's her way of making him choose. Like flipping a coin. But yeah. use a cute guy to do that. Right? Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Okay, excuse me, something is wrong because I didn't talk about something that I should have talked about and where are my notes, is it? Did you like skip a page or something? No, I didn't skip a page, but I can't find it and I remember writing it down. What is it about? I mean, I remember, but I'm like trying to figure out what happened. Yes, I marked it wrong. Like, there's just one sentence. I am so sorry. This conversation happened back in episode 7. Where, you remember, Mono had this, like, younger reporter who helped him with research. We've mentioned him a few times before. So, basically, we see him in a meeting with President Kim. And President Kim says, I know that Mono would take you in. Like, he wouldn't be suspicious if you left our company to go to him. So, please be my spy, and in return, you're gonna, like, be promoted to be a CEO or something. Like, one of the shareholders of the company, and you're gonna get a big, big raise. So, yeah. basically, he recruited him as a spy, and I'm so sorry, I completely missed it. Anyway, so, 
the reason I remembered it is because this is the time when he finally arrives at Sunday News, the lackey. I call him lackey because names get very confusing to me. Okay. Uh, his name is uh, Lee Jong-soo. Lee yes. Jong-soo. And he actually, like, as soon as he gets into the building, he bumps into Yongshin. And he asks her if Muno is at work already. And she's like, no, and who are you? And basically he introduces himself, like, I used to work in this company. I'm basically, like, his top student, he says. And she goes, hey, so you must know a lot about Muno. So tell me about him. And he goes, well, in exchange, you need to tell me about this girl, Yongshin. <laughs> She's like, okay. So yeah, basically he tries to question her about her, which is funny. Uh, but before that, can it get very far? Muna arrives, sees him, drags him off. Well, drags Yongshin off. Yeah. Uh, and they go to the office where Yongshin shows him the video. And he asks... Hey, where did you get it? And she at first doesn't want to tell him where she got the video. And she's very honest about it. Like, she says, I don't trust you. I still think you might steal my report. I still think you may use me like this. But I will tell you where I got it from if you promise that all of the conversations and all of the contact with the person who gave this to me is left to me. Which is hella funny because... She's talking about Healer. Yeah. And Mona has been in contact with Healer for way longer than she was. <laughs> but anyway, he agrees. And she tells him it's Healer. And I have written next level poker face because, like, Mona's face doesn't even twitch when she says, Oh, I got this from Healer. And he's like, Ugh. Well, he's annoyed by that. I mean, he yeah. doesn't know who Healer is yet, so... Yeah, but he, like, doesn't show it on his face at all. Like, that's some next-level poker face. Well, he's a reporter. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, that's the time... <laughs> that's the time where Healer gets to work, finally. And uh, the lackey, like, the underling, Muno's underling tries to stop him from going into the office, but he, like, easily evades him because he's freaking a healer. And he, like, bursts in saying, uh, oh, I found I found the bar, like, acting all excited while actually there. he's just trying to, like, divert the conversation from healer. He doesn't know he's too late. Uh, yeah. and, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I found uh, the bar. It's called Lunar Moon. I think yeah. it's called. Um, and he's in the room... Healer is in the room, but Mona's computer, oh. Mona's computer on which they're watching the video, gets a notification that hey, Healer sent you an email, and everyone sees it. Yeah, <sighs> and Yangshin is like hella pissed. Yeah, I have. She angry. So basically, Mona asks. Um, everyone else in the room to leave and just let them two, like, face-to-face -face talk to each yeah. other. But... Uh, healer bugs the room. Exactly. <laughs> so he can listen to the conversation easily. Um, 
healer is hella salty at Minjay. He likes call her and says, did you just send the email? And she's like, yeah, you asked me to send him an email. Like, did you have to do it now? <laughs> like, she's supposed to know that you're talking about healer now. Like, well, <laughs> Minjay didn't know, so it's yeah. fine. But it was hella funny seeing him whine about it. Yeah, well, I'm talking Anyways, yeah. anyways, Shin is questioning Mona, and he is still teaching her about reporting. Yeah. Like, he's asking him all this question, and he's, like, giving her tips on how to ask those questions better. Anyway, it all boils down to him lying and saying that, I wanted a broadcasting studio, you know? Do you really think I just went after the first one? No, I found this one, and I decided to do background checks on everyone not just you that's why i hired healer she's like well what about the dna test and he's like i don't know what you're talking about what dna test (laughs) but the following her around and everything yeah he admits that he hired healer just doesn't um doesn't tell her the real reason behind it yeah and she buys it she buys it and she's actually hella embarrassed and she's very sad and almost crying even says, I want to die again because of the things she said to heal her on the roof. How about, yeah. you know, like, her biological family and stuff like that. And basically, she feels really sad about it, and it slips that she met healer and, like, talked to him. And Mona immediately goes, did you see his face? Which, no, she didn't. Of course not. No one has. Yet. <laughs> yeah. So basically, she goes out of the room after they talk... Okay, then we go into another double S meeting with President Kim, and they give information about Yongshin, and basically say, says that yes, she was adopted. Uh, she was adopted uh, in her into her current family when she was eight, but she was found abandoned at five, and she was found behind a garbage can in Shindang alleyway. Yes. And she had a language disability. She basically refused to talk. Yeah. At that point. Which I'm, I'm thinking that President Kim left her there. He didn't. He lost her. He legit just lost her. Oh. And the, I mean, he could have gone searching for her, but he just didn't. But oh. he did lost her. Okay, but then he probably lost her around that area. Because, like, they kept stressing that this area. And basically, yeah. I'm pretty sure he now knows that she is definitely Jian. Yeah. Okay. And the uh, President Kim has a bit of a flashback about what happened, uh, which is Myung in a hospital bed, probably right after the ant- uh, the accident that left her paralyzed, crying and just asking him to find Jian, and he finds her immediately. Like he goes to a police station and she's and like they give her the information. She's at a house for children, and like. He even met her. She runs to him, hugs him, and cries for mom. And I just wrote, I will kill. Because something went horribly wrong. Where he found this little girl. And then she was abandoned. Which led to her being abused. And I am angry. (laughs) Yeah, well... Haven't you seen that yet? Uh, Him losing her? No. Just can the I, meeting part. Can I spoil it? We will have to talk about it eventually. Well, but but it's a very big part. So should I spoil it? I'm not sure because it's like a very major part. 
And it's probably oh, gonna absolutely. it's gonna be in the next episode that we're recording Thursday, which today yeah. is Monday. Yeah. Okay. So maybe keep it for Thursday. Well, it's not a big thing. Well, I already know that he loses her. Do I really need to know how exactly he loses her? Okay. Okay. Let's keep it for another time. If you don't want to know the details, whatever. I want to see the details. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, um. President Kim is so affected by this whole thing that he's actually starting to hallucinating. I'm, like, I'm positive that one of the people he's hallucinating is Kian, Jim's dad. But I think also Healer's dad is there. Probably. Because Kian basically uh, says, like, you wanted Myung-hee's past life completely gone, right? That's why you never looked for her after you lost her. Like, that's why you didn't feel bad about letting her disappear. Because that meant that Minky would come to you. Yeah. And Healer's dad, or at least the dude I think is Healer's dad, just is very a different demeanor. Like, he's sad while Kian was, like, making fun of him. And he just goes, why did you do that? Why, why would you do that? Friends are not supposed to do that. I don't know what they're talking about, but uh, it bugs me because that was so eerie. Yeah. And wait, I think you told me, but did his dad actually kill himself? Healer's dad. I actually don't completely remember that part. He definitely died. Well, that we know. <laughs> but I'm not sure if he killed himself or was he poisoned. I don't remember. Hmm suspicious but okay anyway the secretary sees him having these hallucinations because it was not subtle he was like floundering around his room uh and he calls the elder and says um oh no that's not what he says that's what i see i said that i want a cocktail because he calls elder and elder is mixing like a drink and i wanted a drink anyway uh, they basically said that um, Munchik's President Kim, one President Kim's one weakness, is the daughter. Yes. And they want to remove that weakness. Yes, and that leads to some bad events. Bad events. Yeah. So Muno wants Yongshin to interview Yuni. Uh. And healer to work the camera. Uh, basically just, he wants to broadcast a video clip of the interview, like, with her back to the camera, Yuni's back to the camera, to guard her identity, even though most of the world already knows it, and just get the ball rolling finally. Yeah. And he also says that I need a detective. One who isn't, like, doesn't have any political ties, and... Guess who Yongshin recommends? The detective after the healer. Yeah, the cyber detective. And then there's a plot twist that I wasn't expecting at all. Because Mona finally goes to the like leader of Someday News. Even though Muna is technically the boss now, but like the second in charge, I guess. Yeah. 
and goes like, hey, this is my friend from my old broadcasting company. Can he join us? He's like, like, why? We already have so many people. We are a small company. Do we really need another one? And Muno is like, tell him what you told me. He's like, I'm a spy. And I was like, what? I really thought he would turn to the dark side, but he didn't. And I love him. Oh, yeah, he's cute. Yeah, he's adorable. Yeah, kind of, yeah. So basically, yeah, he completely spilled everything and he became a double agent. Yeah. So he's actually on their side. Yeah. He's the good guy. Yeah. Anyway, they're driving, Healer and Youngshin are driving to get the interview. Also, Muna told her, like, to focus on the candidate part. And then asked her, why should you focus on the candidate part? Which made her confused and made me confused. I guess that was just one of his teaching Oh, so it's not anything, like, important. I think so. Okay, because I was so confused, especially since, like, it was never mentioned or brought up again. Yeah, it was just... Okay, then. So, yeah, they're driving. Uh, Youngshin spent the whole night watching the video on the hard drive that Healer got. And she falls asleep, and she ca- and he catches her head, which is kind of dangerous, because he is driving. So, thank God for automatic gears. Yeah, and also, I guess, he's a pretty good driver, because, you know, one hand still on the wheel. Well, yeah, but if it was a mechanical gear shift, then he would need another hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of us has a driver's license and one of us don't. Try to guess which one does have one. Listen, I drive with a mechanical ha- car. Then you should, like, <laughs> then it's even more stupid for you to assume that one hand is enough to drive a mechanical. I didn't say it's enough to drive a mechanical. <laughs> Bitch, it's not enough. I know it's not enough, but, but you took some time to load that. I don't remember how exactly he caught her head and I with an arm. Like with his hand. I thought he, you know, caught her head and put it back. Oh no no no! It. Like he caught her head while driving, and they're like pulling out to their destination, and he's still holding her head. Oh, then yeah, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Okay. Also, he kind of... Uh, they're driving, by the way, to Youngshin's house because that's where Yuni is. Duh. Yeah. And Healer kind of stops in front of her house and, like, doesn't even get out of the car and even thinks of backing up because there are so many thugs right outside. And he got, I think, a little bit scared. But Youngshin just, like, jumps out of the car and rushes to him to them and... Like, they're all so happy, and they're all so kind to her, and, like, playing around. Basically, it's her dad's friends. Yeah. It was really cute. Yeah. So, yeah, they are very, very cute to her. Yeah, and he's like... Uh, the healer's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> like... <laughs> anyway, we get a little glimpse of what Double S is up to. In their high-tech room, they're fucking around with Muno's voice. And trying to, I thought, like, make a fake recording of him to use against Mona. I was wrong a bit, but also a bit right. Yeah. It's gonna come into play later. 
like quite soon. Anyway, so we just get a glimpse that they're doing something with his voice. Um, and then we go back to Yongshan so, talking about the interview and her dad is worried that the interview may be used against Yunyi. Um, but Yunyi doesn't care about it. She said, I never want, I never said that I want you to prove I'm innocent or to protect me. I wanted you to help me go down with a fight. Like, not go down alone. I want to drag some of them with me. Yeah. So basically, she doesn't really care what happens to her career. She's like, came to terms a long time ago with the idea that she probably won't have a career and maybe even in, a, in jail, but she just doesn't want to do that alone. Yeah. So, yeah. What was the theory I asked you about in the beginning? I already forgot. I don't know what you're talking about. In the beginning, when I begged you to tell me about something. Mm, Huang. Well, it's gonna come up. <laughs> it's gonna come up soon. Ish. Okay. Because I totally forgot. I know what you're talking about. It's gonna come up. So yeah, uh, the dad goes away with Yuni to like discuss how much they want to give away in their interview. And Youngshin just stays behind with Healer. He's trying to figure out how the camera works. And Kim Un-ho sends a warning message. Like, avoid any personal contact with Youngshin, please. And right after Healer finds out that he got this email, because Minja like, tells him. Yeah. She, like, Youngshin sits in front of him, and he goes, <laughs> poke <laughs> in her forehead. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? And he just says, personal contact. <laughs> and she's like, what the hell? <laughs> but it's funny to us. Yeah. Because he was just to told us. to avoid personal contact. <laughs> Benja tells him uh, that his teacher wants to meet with him and asked her to ask him if he likes fresh fruit or chocolate more. Mm-hmm. Which isn't very important, but at first I was like, is this a code or something? Like, what's going on? It's, it's pretty simple. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much just that. Mm-hmm. So, he figured out how the camera works. Yay! <laughs> and uh, Youngshin is doing a little bit of a camera test, but she, like, stops in front of the camera and basically just talks through the camera, like a personal diary or something, but like lets her feelings out. And basically says, this is a report of a girl who was just turned out, but who was just rejected by both of her unrequited loves. One thinks of her as a bulletproof shield, uh, because that's how Muno named her. Yeah. Like, basically, he said that you are my bulletproof shield. That's why I asked uh, Healer to protect you when he was giving excuses. And the other prob- and the second one probably thinks that I'm an attention-seeking woman. Now she's speaking about Healer to Healer again. <laughs> Who, again, really likes her. <laughs> and does not think she's an attention-seeking woman. Yeah. And... But she feels that way because of what she said on the rooftop. And now she thinks that he was, like, hired to do all that. It's just but a mess. But it's kind of good that she told exactly that to Healer, because stuff happens later because of that. 
<laughs> anyway, it's interview time, and the interview with the lady, Yunya. That interview is a bit interesting, and I definitely see why it can be incriminating. Because when asked why she did, did all of this, she said, like, Huang promised me, like, a good life. Yeah. And she's like, so did you do this just so you could live a good life? Which is the bad thing about Yunyu. Like, this is what the opposition is telling about her, that she's a gold digger. And she's like, no, that was the only plus side. You don't know these people. They have so much power and so much money, you can't say no to them. You haven't faced them. You don't know how it feels like. Yeah. So, basically, she was forced into it. She never could say no. But she never really even tried to too much simply because she was afraid. Yeah. So that's why it can be her words can be easily twisted because she didn't exactly ever say no. But she was highly coerced into that. And that is still a very evil thing. It's just it's just easy to twist her words at this point. Yeah. So anyway, there was this very funny moment where uh Bong Su, which is the guy healer is acting as let the real healer sleep slip through in front of other people because he got a phone call and he like answers like yeah this is Park Wong Su uh, hello and it's his teacher and he just swears at him <laughs> and then yeah. goes like oop <laughs> anyway uh, healer's teacher wants to meet with him yeah and he's heading through the door when the barista stops him and says, hey, I packed you a lunch. And he, like, goes to the counter to pick the lunch up, and he, like, looks down at the... I guess there was a date. Uh, No, he looks down and sees cakes. Yeah, cakes. He's like, what day is it? And the barista's like, the 22nd. Why? And the healer goes like, oh, shit, it's my birthday. Yeah, I wanted to be a bit more dramatic than that. But yeah. So, oh shit, it's my birthday. Sorry, you can cut it out. No, Please I won't. More dramatic. I won't. Yeah, but basically, he thinks that the teacher, that's why he asked about the chocolate or fruit and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure, like, his teacher is for him a parental figure. Yeah. And he got so excited about meeting him. And he just looked so happy, and it was so adorable to see him that way but knowing how the teacher thinks about him I don't think the teacher really thinks about him as a son no I don't think so yeah but healer sees him as a dad and that was kind of sad so anyway he rushes out and almost as soon as he does so I even said it'll be a trap because quote unquote Mona calls Young Shin. Mona. Yeah, Mona calls Young Shin and says, Hey, we have an informant about the uh, like candidate. You need to go to this building, you need to go on the rooftop, you need to you need to meet with the report uh, the informer. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, she like rushes out. And he tells her, yeah, your phone location can be followed, so turn off your phone. Yeah, which was already, like, a red flag. 
yeah, well, she trusted people and she still trusts people. So she does turn her phone off. And by the way, this wasn't Mono, if it wasn't obvious. Uh, we saw Double S manipulating Muno's voice for a reason. So yeah. And uh, this basically was done by the secretary and elder to threaten Muno and to eliminate his weakness. Not Muno's weakness. Weakness, Munchik's weakness. To weakness. eliminate Munchik's weakness, so President Kim's weakness, but to also threaten Muno because they wanted him on their side. Yeah. And they give make this very clear because they deliver uh, a creepy message to him, which basically talks about betraying family. And I was like, betraying family sounds like a cult if you're not actually talking about a family. Yeah. Which we talked about already. It's kind of a cult. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Healer was on his way to his apartment to meet with teacher when Mincha calls him about... Youngshin, because Muno called her. Yeah. Uh, they tell her... Well... Him? Muno tells Minja. Oh. But yeah, through Minja, Healer finds out about the Elder, though he doesn't know yet who he is. Uh, but Muno told Minja who he thought was Healer, who is yeah. kind of Healer. So confusing. Anyway, they now know that there's a character named Elder in this whole situation, even though they don't know exactly who he is. And good thing, the tracker way back when that he put into Youngshin's backpack still works, so they can track where she is. Yay! So uh, Minja sends this location to Mono and to Healer. Basically, whoever gets there first saves her, and they're both rushing. Uh. Meanwhile, Youngshin arrives at the de- Alives? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Youngshin arrives at the destination. She tries to get in through the front door, but they're locked. We know that secretary came in before and locked them. Yeah, she should have sensed that something is wrong. She don't give no damn. For uh, someone who's as smart as her, to know that Healer is following her in the first episode, she should have known it was a trap. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, so she goes in through the back door. She tries to get in one of the elevators. None of them are working except for one way farther in the back. And I was like, will the fucker drop the elevator? Spoiler alert. The answer is yes. And she gets into the elevator and she's going up. And she's basically like reaching the top of the building and the elevator stops. Yeah. And I have Vic Spears come to life. Oh no! <laughs> well, you've been very good about getting over those fears, but I remember, like, when we first met, you were scared of elevators. Yeah. Yeah, so I just immediately thought about you in that moment. Because the elevator, like, drops a bit, and then it stops. But, like, it's clear that it's gonna drop. And then Healer alive arrives. Alives! Again. <laughs> and then Healer arrives. And and uh, he, like, knocks on all of the elevators, especially... Oh, he, like, tries the elevators, but they're not working. He finds the elevator, elevator that she took. He, like, knocks on the door. And he can somehow hear her knocking back, even though she's somewhere way above. Which was a bit confusing. I think that, you know, the echo is good in the elevator because oh, it's, like, metal. Oh, good. 
that good. Like, it's like different layers. I don't know. I found it kind of suspicious. But fine, sure. Drama. It's a K-drama. Yeah, it doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. So, he rushes up the stairs where he almost runs into the secretary because he's still in the building. But yeah, he gets uh, up to the rooftop, basically ties this cable. cable. Yeah. Um... Wears this harness, jumps on the elevator, gets her out. Well, when like right when the elevator drops, he manages to get her out. Uh, by the way, he pulled her hat down so that she doesn't see his face. Yeah, but, you know, so have to be cautious. Yeah. Uh, when they get out to the rooftop, like she's safe and everything, and she immediately starts yelling at him, like, "What were you thinking? You could have died. Why did you?" or something like that why did you risk so much yeah because she thinks that you know he's he, paid for this yeah well actually he just fucking loves her yeah plot twist anyway he like turns away turns away starts like, walking starts walking away stops flashes back. back not not looks back you don't remember this don't interrupt me he thinks about her. He remembers her. And he turns back around. And at first, I think, like, he went to uncover her eyes fully, like, to show who it is. But he kind of stops at her nose. And he fucking kisses her! My notes on this are like a piece of art. It said you would show me. Please show me. Kiss? Yes. <laughs> also, bit creepy, but K. Because it was a bit creepy. Like, yeah. remember, she doesn't know anything about him. His age, nothing. He... She even thought he was her dad for a second. And he just kisses her. But for us, it's very romantic. And it's just hella cute. And... Yeah. Ah! Okay. It's very adorable. We need to hurry up because people will be coming to the house soon and that's gonna be noise. So, episode 9 starts with them still kissing. But yeah, like they stop kissing and he immediately starts backing away. And I'm like, why are you backing away, dude? Like, this is a, like, this is such a good moment. And, um, yeah, basically, Muna comes. I think that's why he was backing yeah. away. Because Muna is finally on the scene. He bursts onto the rooftop, calling her Gian, by the way. Yeah. And she, like, starts crying. And she's crying more about Healer than about herself. Like, she even says, like, he could have died. He could have died saving me. <laughs> Which is kind of adorable. Yeah. And she really wants her phone, the old flip phone that she was using, because it turns out it was her mom's, her adopted mother's. Yeah. So the lawyer's wife. And guess what? Healer hears it. Hears it. Yeah, Healer is still on the roof, so he hears this conversation. Yeah, because it's important. Okay. You don't know it yet? Well, I know that later he has that phone. Should I? <laughs> I mean, should you? Do you want to know? <laughs> Just tell it. Because of that phone, Mona finds out that he's healer. 
Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's not as big of a bombshell as I thought. I mean, he finds out that Monks was healer. Just clarifying. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Healer again asks Minja to keep tracking Muno, basically wants to know where he's taking Yangshin and everything. And Minji's like, well, what are you gonna do? And he just says, I have to find, I have something to find. Which, he's talking about the phone. Yeah. She just says that she wants the phone and he needs to find the phone. Um, and he like starts walking and he falls. Yeah. Which was kind of weird, because he never falls. Like, and Minja says, did you, you fall down? You never fall down. Yeah. Like, even when people throw you, you land on your feet. He's a true kitty cat. But he yeah. fell. I think he was just chicken over the kiss. Yeah, he's just whipped. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Yongshin is also a bit affected, which is hella reasonable. She almost died. Uh, and she's acting a bit off. Um, she still thinks that it was Mona on the phone up until this moment when he goes like, no, it wasn't me. It was just someone using my voice. Yeah, it was a trap. <laughs> yeah, so basically, she's very gullible. Yeah. She's very trusting. Um, and basically, he says, you were targeted because of me. Like, they used you to get to me. And he says that your house isn't safe. Uh, they might follow you. I'm taking back to my place. You can rest and sleep there. And then when you, like, freshen up a bit, you can get home. Yeah. Uh, he makes her hot cocoa with whiskey. Or at least I think it's whiskey. I kind of want that. Or brandy. It's hot cocoa with co whiskey or brandy. Mm-hmm. Could you tell that I wanted some drinks yesterday as I was watching? And today as I was watching these episodes? Oh, absolutely not. Definitely not right now as you're drinking cider. Yeah, no. Who would? Anyway. <laughs> um, she's... Uh, Youngshin is asking questions again. Like, you said this was done to... Like, as a warning to you. Yeah. So, who is warning you? Like, who is this warning from? And also, on the rooftop, you called me by a different name. Yeah. What's about that? Yeah. And he basically lied. Well, doesn't exactly lie. He just said that Jian was a young girl that he lost, and he feels guilty about it. Yeah, which makes sense, because he does. Yeah. Also, uh, he tells her, like, to stop questioning him, and... Tell us the sentence that I'm going to use as my life motto from now on. Think later, sleep first. <laughs> Which is such me. Such me? So me. Such a mood. Such a mood, so me. Or such me, so a mood. I'm going to cut that out. No, please don't. That's okay. funny. Think later, sleep first. Can we sleep? I'm sleepy. I want to sleep. We need to finish recording. You want to watch Parasite. I need to do your nails. Then you can sleep. I need to drive back home. Then you can sleep. <laughs> um, I will not sleep then. I'm like, guaranteed. Well, sucks to be you then. 
Anyway, they're fighting a bit about healer. Basically, Youngshin is saying, he protected me, he saved me. And by the way, you hired him to protect me. And Muna is saying, yes, but he is hired. This is all for money. And as soon as another side gives him more money, he's gonna go to them. Because he doesn't have any morals, it's just about the money. Where he's wrong. Yeah. But he doesn't know that. Which is reasonable. So yeah, basically, Muna leaves. Uh, but at the elevator, he like stops for a bit because something feels off. And basically, the door to the stairs was cracked open a bit. So he goes in. And he kind of realizes that the healer is in that stairway, like watching him. Or at least listening. And he goes... And he says, like, thank you for saving her. I know you risked your life. And if you do decide to switch sides, like, if they do pay you more and you want to co go over to their side, since I was your client for so long, please just give me a heads up. Like, just tell me in advance. Like, yeah. I won't... I understand that it's just your work and stuff, so I won't blame you or anything. Just please, like, tell me beforehand. And he even, like, leaves uh, the door a bit open with a rock so that he Healer can get out easily. Yeah. He's kind of cute. Uh, and then we go to a little flashback, but this side from Youngshin, which we don't get that often. And it's basically how she met her current dad. And yeah. how he tried to get her to be more friendly, more open to him. She used to basically hide in anything, any hole that she could find, like climb into like closed off spaces yeah and she would even refuse to go back inside to sleep there so she like slept outside yeah. in, of the orphanage and that's why like the like the teacher i guess there well the lady in charge of the kids she was very worried because like winter was approaching and they can't get her in at all yeah. so yeah but basically he was very nice to them uh, very nice to her he was singing her songs being very patient just spent a lot of time sitting next to her not trying to pull her out or anything just like talking to her singing and slowly slowly he does come out she does come out and slowly slowly she does come out yeah, that was such a heartwarming moment. Like, yes. I really appreciate her dad for being the way he is. And yes, that the way dad is amazing. So anyway, uh, Yangshin writes a note to Muno and she just leaves. Yeah. She wants to go home. Uh, but not with the elevator, though. She's still scared of that. So yeah. she decides to walk down the stairs. She's walking down the stairs singing... Uh, healer is still in the stairway, so he's like following her, looking kind of exasperated that he needs to follow her all the way down from the 39th floor, by the way. And all the time she's like singing at the top of her lungs, like the whole stairway is echoing. He's just like, Ugh, do I really have to follow this lady? Do I, did I have to fall in love with her? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um... It turns out that Muno left to go talk with his brother, President Kim. So he drags the secretary into the office, tells Myung-hee to, Hey, Nuna, please just stay away, let me talk with my brother. Pushes the secretary onto the table, 
wraps them both up a little bit, like wraps their clothes and like shakes them and says, you should not touch Jian. You should have touched Jian. Because he thinks that President Kim was the one who ordered the elevator to be dropped. Yeah. But President Kim goes like, I swear to you, I didn't even know that you actually found her. Which, that is a bit of a lie, because he knows Young Shin is Jian. Oh, he kind of had an idea. I don't but he, he didn't know for know. sure. Did he? No, he didn't know for yeah, sure. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, he, be- he basically says, I'm not the one who ordered this, I swear to God. And he goes, well, then it was the Elder. And basically, Mono tells his brother to take care of this, because if you don't, then I'm going to tell Myung-hee everything. Yeah. So yeah, then there's a really heartfelt moment between Mono and Myung-hee, because he goes out of the office, like, he's very angry, he's very sad at her, like, he apologizes to her and just cries a bit, and she, even though she doesn't know what's going on, she, like, comforts him, and it's really adorable. Yeah, I like Myung-hee. Yeah. But who aren't happy is the secretary and President Kim. Basically, President Kim questions the secretary and he spills immediately. Uh, but Minji interrupts them because the, they're still in the library where Healer was the time Yoon saw him. Yeah. Minji still has access to the library. Yeah. And basically, she says, hey, guys, just a reminder, you know those three days that you had to get the real killer to the police? The real killer of the client? Yeah. Guess what? Less than an hour left. Hurry the F up. Yeah. Basically. So, after this conversation, Minja calls Minion. Which we finally find out that her name is Daeyong. But I'm still gonna call her Minion. So she calls Minion because she can't reach Healer. And she uh, Minion is like, I'm busy, I'm working overtime, I'm watching Yingxin's house. Who's gonna be me for all this overtime? But basically, she doesn't know where Healer is because that's why... Are you confused? Yes. Because that's why Minja called her, to figure out where Healer is. Yeah. So, since he turned off his communication with her, she calls his house. And someone picks up and she, like, goes off like, Hey, you idiot, why did you turn off your communications and stuff? But it's his teacher. Yeah. And his apartment. Yeah. Technically, the building does belong to teacher, but that apartment, like, healer, like, made it a home. It was just an abandoned building before. And uh, Minji is a bit pissed at him, because, like, why the hell are you in his apartment? He doesn't let anyone in there. I even respect that. Like, even Minja doesn't go there in person. Yeah. So, anyway... And this is where I told you I had a wish of how a reveal would happen to Yongshin, like that goes oh, yeah, the healer. Jump. Yes. I kind of want healer to take her to that apartment, like for safety. And then at that apartment, like Bongsu just comes out and he's like, I'm healer. 
That's not gonna happen. Nothing even close. Sad. Because that would be a fun moment. Like, imagine, like, she gets hurt or something, and like, she wakes up in this cool apartment, and then, like, Bongs to us there, and, like, it's all high-tech. She will go oh. to that apartment, but she will know that he's healer, and it will be... That's not how everything okay. will be relieved. Actually, the way it will be relieved... Revealed. What did I say? Relieved. <laughs> like three times. Sorry, it will be... <laughs> revealed. Yes. It will be revealed in not really a good way. Like, it will be hurtful for her. Oh, no. <sighs> no. I'm sad now. Sorry. Anyway, so Minji and Teacher are talking, and he asks her a favor. And that is to dig through emails from Muno and figure out, like, what he was asking for. And so basically he was asking for DNA of a female in her 20s and she was orphaned at nine, in the year 92. Mm-hmm. So basically teacher immediately puts two and two together and goes like, um, that's Gian. Yeah. Because they didn't know. Yeah, they didn't they know now. But... Yeah, so basically Healer's dad killed his friend. That friend... Was Gian's dad? Yes, exactly. Oh, poor baby who finally finds the girl he likes, and it's the daughter of the man his dad murdered. Yeah. By the way, he doesn't know his dad killed his friend yet. Even worse. <laughs> yeah, like he. Why he wanted to find out the truth was basically because he has a girl he liked and, you know, his father was a murderer. So he didn't want to, you know, and he was a thief. So he didn't really want to tell her all that. So he was like, well, I can live as long as my dad didn't murder her father. And then he finds out. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, let's go on, because I'm gonna die. Uh, Yongshin is walking home all the time, looking behind her back constantly. We find out that she was hoping that Healer would pop up up behind her. He didn't. But he was following her. She just didn't see him. He was close. Yeah. So she stops to call someone. At first she dials the wrong number. But when she calls, Bongsu, who is actually a healer. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, I lost my phone. I'm just, like, trying to remember how many, like, trying to figure out how many numbers I remember. You're, like, the 19th on the list. Yeah, and he sees right through her bullshit because he knows he, sees he her. the first time. No, he, like, literally sees yeah. her. <laughs> like, he's behind her watching her. Yeah. Anyway. Flirty kitty mode activated. Yeah, sort of. So, yeah, they, they flirt a bit and stuff, and he says, like, hey, hey, I'm here for you. I can listen to what you, you want to talk about. Um, this is when we find out that he has her phone, the one that broke, by the way. So, he asks her, why aren't you going home? And she says, well, it's late. 
I think my dad would be really angry, but honestly, this is just an excuse. I'm waiting for someone. And yeah. I really hoped that he would show up. Like, I thought he would just pop up behind me, but he didn't. And she's talking about healer. Two healer. Again! <laughs> Who again really likes her and was kind of stalking her. Yeah. And she says, like, I'm waiting for him because I am ready to listen to what he has to say. And I have some things I want to see, too. And she starts to cry. Yeah. And he looks hella sad. And then I almost started to cry. And just cry. <laughs> Tears. Water. Everywhere. Yeah. So basically, Yangshan finally goes home. Her dad is pissed. Obviously. But, <laughs> yeah, but pissed because he's worried about her. So it's yeah. fine. The barista holds him off and Yangshan just rushes into the house. So everything's fine. Everything's fine. She gets home safely. But Muna comes home. And he finds the note. I'm like, it's like, oh, she did leave, but I, like, he understands her. Yeah. He kind of figured, I think, that would happen. So. Well, I'm not sure he figured it, but, like, he's definitely not surprised. Yeah, and not angry at all at her either. Yeah. What he does do is call the detective, finally. Yeah. And he tells the detective that he has the videos of the girls. Uh, no, but that's not the only thing he tells. Yes, it's not. Uh, the detective didn't want to take on the case at first because, like, oh, it's not my department, blah, blah, blah. And Muno goes, well, I got this video from Healer. Aren't you after him? So basically, Muno is being a bit of an ass, in my opinion. Well, I mean, he still doesn't trust Healer because he doesn't know who Healer is. So well, like... yeah, but... He's being a bit of an ass. Basically, he almost, like, promises healer to the detective. He's like, this case involves Yangshan, and I know for a fact that healer is staying close to Yangshan. Yeah, but he also, later on, when he found, finds out who healer is, he tells him that he holds the detective. Oh. Well, okay, he's not, like, a major asshole. He's just a bit of an asshole right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a bit of an asshole moment. We all have a little bit of an asshole moment. Preach. <laughs> Anyway, Hiller comes home. He notices that someone was in his apartment and he's ready to fight. Like, he's on high alert. But he goes in and finds a half-eaten cake. And then he gets it. He gets it. It was his teacher. And he, like... the He finds a cup of tea that is still hot. So he knows that teacher is probably somewhere in the building. And this is a really heartbreaking moment when he, like, rushes and runs around through the building yelling at the teacher, I need to talk to you. Come out. I don't know what to do. You're a teacher, so help me. Like, you're my teacher. And it's it's so sad because at this moment, he just looks like a young boy who just, like, needs help. A lost kitten, if you will. What? A lost kitten, if you will. A lost kitten. Oh, my God. <laughs> Take my heart and rip it apart, <laughs> won't you? Oh god, so yeah, it was very sad. He ends up like just lying down on the cool cement floor and being all sad. And it was sad. I am sad. Anyway. Did you see how the teacher let, left him already? No, and I don't want to know because I'm gonna cry. Yeah, you will. I cried. Fuck. 
Anyway, we're almost done. I'm so sad. I'm not, I'm, now I'm thinking about it, and now stop I'm it. sad. Stop it. Can I please tell you? No. Can I do No. <laughs> no. One Next thing. episode, we can both cry about it. But I really want to tell you one thing because I'm already talking about this. I know he abandoned him. Yeah. He. Oh. I'll tell you. Like, basically, it was his birthday. And he. No! Made, he made ramen. And the teacher didn't even eat the ramen. He just picked up his stuff and left. It was so heartbreaking. Well, it doesn't sound that heartbreaking when you say it. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna cry when I watch the actual video. Maybe. But, but like, on his birthday? On his birthday. And he Asshole. Made, and he made ramen. He made two portions of ramen. And he well, was honestly, so, I would have eaten both. <laughs> it's like, he, well, he did probably. Like, he was so excited about it. And the teacher just left. And it was so sad. Basically... Top tier asshole material. Yeah, honestly, he might be on the good side, but he's hiking an asshole. Well, yeah, I kind of figured about that. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Okay, let's move on. Yongshen goes to work the next day, and Minion is following her, but so is someone else. And that someone else is taking photos of Yongshen. Ta ta. Oh. We're gonna find out, like, five minutes later. But not right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, Yangshin goes to work and basically they have a bit of conversation with um, Muno and he says, you know what, to protect you I have two options. Yeah, this was One, very like dramatic. Yeah. One, send you far, far away. To study. Maybe to Europe. Yeah, maybe to Europe. Do you want to go to Europe? I want to go to South Korea. Yeah, I want to go to South Korea too. <laughs> but again, we are in Europe. Anyway. Can someone send me to South Korea to study, like, please? Well, you're in university, Can Just apply. I will next year. Okay. And the second option... Make you really famous. Can someone make me really famous, please? I don't want to be famous. I want to go to South Korea. Like, famous... I want to be famous as long as people around me don't know that I'm famous. You know, like, people are online famous? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would like that more than being, like, in life famous, because Like, I... our podcast getting famous? <laughs> <laughs> our podcast will never get famous. What if it will? Be optimistic. I don't know. I make this podcast for fun, and I don't really care how far it goes. Yeah, same. But, like, I'm just saying. Yeah. By the way, I'm... Okay, never mind. I'm still salty about Anchor and the USA. <laughs> yeah, but they're expanding. So maybe they're expanding. Day. But just for anyone listening to this, in the beginning of 2020, if you're thinking about making a podcast, <laughs> and you're thinking about using Anchor, I mean, you can. It's going to get your podcast everywhere. We're using Anchor at this moment. But you're, if you're thinking about using Anchor for the thing that they advertise, like, you can earn money without having a minimal listenership. Bullshit. You can earn money without having a minimum amount of listeners if you live in the U.S. And you yeah. can only earn money no matter how many listeners your podcast has if you live in the U.S. And also... If you want to get some money, the ad has to be heard by, like, a thousand 
people well yeah well no uh you can no 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 you can get a smaller amount of money if less people hear it Mm, it's not like this but yeah you can get any like even 50 cents to earn those 50 cents you need to live in the u.s yeah but like i said we are doing this for fun so this ain't stopping us yeah anyway oh where am i (laughs) okay so basically they go with option two they're gonna get Youngshin famous. And they, they will. It will be like a very dramatic moment. <laughs> okay. So, then we jump to Cyber Detective at Huang's place, basically interviewing him. So, did the teeth... Uh, teeth. The teeth? Did the teeth fall out? <laughs> so, did the thief take anything or something like that? Basically just investing in the robbery. Yeah. Turns around and just shows Huang the video. <laughs> like, yeah, about the thief, yeah, okay, I have the information. Now I want to ask you about, like, this video. Aren't these girls from your company? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, Huang is very shook. But uh, the cyber detective wants to use him and basically goes with it. Because Huang lies that, oh, I didn't know, no, I didn't know about this. Like, those girls are probably doing this on their own. Like, they want the money. And the detective goes like, okay, okay, let's work together. Like, let's figure out what those girls are up to. But, you know, you will need to go to the police station for this. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the detective. Like, he has a very wrong idea about healer, but the detective, he's, he's kind of... Yeah, good. he himself is nice. Yeah. Just his ideas are wrong. <laughs> but I think that's going to get fixed. Sort of. Okay. President Kim is at Elder's Bar. That's because time is running out for them to give the real killer, quote-unquote, yeah. to the police. And they're talking about uh, Yongshin and how Elder wanted to kill her. And basically Elder admits that I did wrong, but he had to because of Muno. Yeah. And he also mentions that Muno has been following Elder for the past 10 years. Which I was kind of shocked at. But basically he says every single scandal or anything involving them. Like even that in the first episode, the company where someone set themselves on fire. Yeah. And Muna reported. Elder was behind that. And a lot of other cases that Yongshin mentioned of Muno's, a lot of them involved Elder behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kim tries to convince that it's nothing... But Elder wanted Muno on their side. However, before he could get them on their side, Muno quit the podcasting company. And now he's basically, well, can't yeah. be influenced. Uh, he also says, like we said before, that out of all of the Elder's underlings, President Kim is the best one. Yeah. But he wasn't the one that they chose to put as the candidate for the election because he has two weaknesses. Yeah. His brother and his wife. And now he's adding a third weakness, which is that girl. Yeah, John or Changshan. Yeah, our main lead, basically. Oh, sorry, I kind of missed one sentence. The video of the elder that they took 
that healer has, it was taken in LA. And basically, the note that Mono was after it as well. Basically, yeah. the this fact is to reinforce that Mono is dangerous to the Elder. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And Mr. Kim, Mr. President Kim, Kim Moon Chik, if you will. He's very smart. Yeah. He basically goes, I know I have a weakness. But this weakness, if it's used, it will injure me. And I'm not that type of person who heals. If I'm injured, I'll die. And you have no need for a dead soldier. It's all metaphorical, basically. But he's saying that if you use my weakness against him, against me, then I will be injured, I won't be able to recover, and I will be of no use to you anymore. Yeah. So basically, he's taking himself out of the manipulation. And yeah. he's saying, leave everything to me. Like, this... Everything I'll handle myself. Just let me do it. Yeah, basically. At this moment, Huang calls Elder's bar. And the Elder picks up, and Huang is like, Put the Elder on the phone! <laughs> I know this is the bar where the Elder works. Like, I got his number, I'm so smart, blah blah blah. And you know what? I am the kind of person who will spill everything if I get arrested because now Huang is afraid that he's gonna get arrested. It's like, I'm gonna drag everyone down with me if I get arrested. Yeah, it's like, tell your elder to fix it. Yeah, and the elder goes like, yes, yes, okay. He will get this message and hangs up. And he just goes to President Kim and says, you needed a killer, right? Yeah, so you said you needed a killer. <laughs> so basically, yeah, that was my theory. Their theory, they're gonna incriminate Huang and probably kill him. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of obvious at this point. It's not yeah. really a theory. <laughs> hey, don't cheat my theories. Sorry. Okay, and then we get to, like, the final clips of the episode. Basically, uh, Muna is getting everyone ready for the broadcast mm -hmm. again if you forgot because it was mentioned quite a while ago they want they want to broadcast the um, assholes who wants to be the mayor mayor of Seoul does it really make that yes it sad? does sorry basically they want to broadcast the assholes who wants to be the mayor mayor of Seoul official candidacy announcement yeah. So, uh, they basically send Yongshun and Healer off, because Healer is behind the camera, Yongshun will be the one interviewing them, uh, and also Muno's lackey, he yeah. also goes ahead. Uh, he left first, by the way. Uh, this is when we find out that the people taking photos of Yongshun are actually sent by the detective, because Muno asked the detective to guard Yongshun. Yeah. And they also take a picture of her with Healer. Yeah. They just don't know it's Healer. But the cyber detective asks for background checks yeah, on everyone. Yeah, like, photos are very important. Make sure to include photos. And measurements, like physical measurements. Yeah. So, <clears throat> he onto something. As Yongshin and Healer are heading on their way to the press conference, they get a message that um, reporters aren't allowed in. Well, only a few are. Like, there's a list of yeah, reporters that can go in. But, 
uh, well, there's a, like a live camera feed of this. Muna notices that, hey, there's an engagement party going on in the same building. So basically, he calls them and says, hey, you need to stop at this place to like get a disguise. And they stop at this place, which is a boutique. And they both, like Youngshin and Healer, get rushed off. Hair, makeup, clothes, very handsy. Like, Healer tries to run away a few times, but he keeps getting <laughs> caught by these, like, beautiful ladies who are in charge of, like, prettying him up as if he needs it. Anyway, <laughs> but, like, it's very funny to see Healer, Healer running away and getting caught by just a bunch of ladies who are trying to put, like, his hair up and stuff. Yeah. It's a very, very adorable montage. And by the end of the montage... Damn boy and damn girl, they look so good. Yeah, exactly. And basically, like, they see each other. And Yongshin goes to, like, high-five him, like, oh, we look great. And he just offers his hand and, like, like they link arm. And they, like, walk away like the two power couple they are. And the episode ends. Yeah. But, oh my god. That, that was iconic. That, oh, His hair, his hair up, my wig off. <laughs> I don't even have a wig. Oh, he looked so good. He did. Can I have him in my dreams tonight, please? <laughs> so yeah, as for the theories... Well, I mean, they're gonna yes, they're gonna is. sneak in to the press conference. Well, that's pretty obvious. Do you really Hush. have a theory for that? Hush. I think she's gonna. That's what's gonna make her famous. I think like she's gonna stand yeah. the fuck out. Yeah. I really hope she throws something at him. But you said she won't. But I hope she does. Well, I can tell you about us, I guess now. Since, you know, it will happen in the next episode, then we're talking about this already. She will go to the press conference wearing a coat. Oh, she's gonna take the coat off. Yeah, and she's gonna take the coat off. Yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, and that sleazy son of a bitch will definitely stare at a pretty lady in a red dress. Who? Uh, the candidate. Oh! The asshole. No, no, no. No? No! <laughs> I mean, she will ask the question and she will be shut down. Yeah, but then he's gonna. She's gonna take off the coat. Yeah, she's gonna take off the coat, clo- clo- coat, and she's gonna go to the middle of the room. It's like there's not really enough time to stare, and she goes like, "Can you tell us more about this and this?" Okay. Anyway, <sighs> more things. I really want Minja and Healer to meet in person. They will. In the next three episodes. No, I don't think so. Damn it. Because you're like almost exactly three episodes ahead of me. Like, what what you've rewatched? Yeah. Uh, I don't... I don't know. Like, theories are hard. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> you're a werewolf? <gasps> no! <laughs> anyway. I am. Look, my hands are hairy right now. <laughs> anyway, I... Honestly, you have no idea what's gonna happen. There's so much that's going on. Well, we already talked that Huang will be the one who's the killer. Allegedly. Yeah. I think Healer won't fall for it. 
Well, I mean, duh. <laughs> but that's my theory. Like, they're gonna try to fool Healer that, hey, this is the real killer. And he's gonna go like, nah, bitch, nah. No, they're not even... Their point isn't to try and fool Healer because Healer knows Huang isn't the killer. Um, he knows that it's, you know, the elder... Well, the elder job, the Kim job, whatever, like, the higher up. So he knows Huang isn't related to that. The thing is that the fo- police will think that... The healer is the one who set it up. Wait, the police will think that healer set up Huang? Yeah. No! That wasn't part of the plan! The whole plan was that police was stop looking at healer and look at Huang, and now my head hurts. Sorry. It's fine. Yeah, so they, their plan won't really work. I'm angry now. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so yeah, let's not drag this out. Honestly, I know I should have theories, but I don't. And it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, so I guess this is the end. Yeah, thank you for listening, guys. But first... We didn't have this as of recording episode 2. It's already up before episode 2 is released, but we are not gonna add this to the ending of the episode. We have social network accounts! Oh yeah, we do have social network accounts! Well, we have two. <laughs> Does Gmail count? <laughs> no, I don't think so! Well, so, if you maybe want to ask us some questions or send in your recommendations for dramas to review, uh, you can message us at soulfulconversations at gmail.com Spelt exactly like our podcast name, S-E-O Yeah, and for social media, you can find us on Twitter at soulfulpod Because I couldn't write soulful conversations that too long Okay, and on Instagram at soulfulconversations So yeah, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time Bye! Bye-bye!